Welcome to the Dad Improvement Podcast. I am your host, Sean Collarin. If you are not connecting on a daily basis with your spouse, you are exchanging a soulmate for a roommate. Now, this is a quote by Maggie Reyes, and I thought it appropriate to start this episode because today we're going to be talking about how to avoid roommate syndrome in your marriage. First, we're going to be talking about what roommate syndrome is so that you can identify it in your own marriage. Next, we're going to talk about men and women's three basic relationship needs. Here's a hint and a shocker. They're different. And last, we're going to talk about what to do if you find yourself in that roommate syndrome. So, how do we identify this roommate syndrome? Well, it's fairly easy. Have you ever been playing video games while your wife sits on the same couch scrolling through her phone on Instagram or some social media platform? Or have you ever ordered a pizza and sat around the TV and watched whatever crummy sequel Netflix has just thrown out there? I'm looking at you, Bird Box Barcelona. Or have you ever gone to bed or left for work? without giving your spouse a big hug and kiss and telling them I love you? Well, newsflash, you no longer have a spouse. You have a roommate. And just like AA, the first step to healing is admitting that you have a problem. Now, that roommate syndrome is going to ebb and flow throughout the years. It's going to leave and come back, but you don't want to stay there for long. It just happens over time and you start to kind of drift away from each other, but you want to actively work on bringing yourselves back together. I get it. Life is busy. You have kids. There's a lot going on. So you can't always make each other your number one priority. But as soon as you realize that you are starting to have an issue and you're entering that roommate phase, you're going to want to take some active steps to try and bring each other back together. So what are the three basic relationship needs for men and women? It's a lot like your basic needs for being alive. In life, you need air, water, and food. Without any of those three, your basic needs are not being met. And it's the same thing in relationships. Men and women have three different needs but they both have these basic needs that should be met in their relationship. Men's relationship needs are to be appreciated, to be validated, and to be respected. And a women's relationship needs are to be seen, to be heard, and to feel safe. We've got our three basic relationship needs, but what does that actually look like in a thriving relationship? So let's go through a couple of examples. Let's say that your wife comes home and she has a problem from work that she is telling you about. As a husband, my first initial thought is, how can I solve this problem for my wife? But if we focus on the problem, do you think that she is feeling seen and heard? No, the only thing that you heard was the problem. You only saw the problem. You didn't see her. You didn't hear her. 
Trust me, I get it. As a guy, it's gonna be very difficult not to focus on the problem. If one of my guy friends comes over and says, hey, my truck isn't running, I'm gonna grab my tools and we're gonna go to his house and we're gonna fix it. That is how our brains are wired. We just wanna fix the problem. And we aren't doing anything wrong by fixing the problem, but that's not what her needs are in this moment. The problem is not the problem. How the problem made her feel is the problem. What you want to do in this instance is empathize with her. A little bit of empathy is going to go a long way here. I want you to say how much that would suck if you were in that position. How hard it must be. Really put yourself in her shoes and feel that problem. You don't have to solve it for her. Just listen to how she feels about that problem and empathize with her. Trust me, for the most part, if she wants your input on the problem itself, she'll ask for it. But usually she won't because she's a grown-ass woman who's probably going to solve that problem on her own. It's not that she needs a knight in shining armor. She needs somebody to make her feel safe to hear her and realize the things that she's going through in her day-to-day, the problems that she has to solve in her day. Now, if you're finding this difficult, I've found that at times when my wife comes to me with a problem, sometimes I'll just ask, do you want me to help you solve this problem or do you want me to listen and let you vent? And trust me, it's a little off-putting at first. Uh, Your wife might even find it a little bit weird or odd that you would ask such a thing, and it may not be um, the best route up front. But I'm telling you, if you're new to this and you just ask that one question, she'll let you know. She'll tell you. She either wants help with the problem or she just wants to vent. And if she just wants to vent, don't you dare try to solve that problem. If she wants help with the problem, that's fine. If she wants to vent, empathize. Ladies, if you have a husband who is a provider, let them know that you appreciate that. I get it. This day and age, everyone's really providing. You're working as a team. You're bringing money in from all angles. But men like to know that they're appreciated and validated. So if you have a blue-collar husband who goes and works hard and makes enough money to put some food on the table, gas in the car, then let him know that you appreciate that and validate that he's a hard worker. He's obviously worked hard to be able to provide these things for the family. And here's the kicker. The more specific, the better. I took care of my son when he got sick at one point, and then my wife also got sick. And it was fine. It wasn't a big deal. Just get them some medicine here and there, get some food, whatever. But I have a card that sits on my bureau and I see it every day. And it's this little card that just says, thanks for taking care of us when we were sick. And it's just something that my wife gave to me because she was just appreciative of the help. But that card gets me up in the morning. It's literally the first thing I see when I get dressed in the morning. Feeling appreciated and validated is everything we strive for. Okay, so your spouse and you have found that you are in that roommate scenario. What do you do now? So the thing that I see the most is when one person has made their spouse the parent. 
basically, you have one person in the relationship who's doing everything. They're doing all the cooking, they're doing all the cleaning, they're scheduling doctor's appointments for you. You're not one of the children. You should be teaming up on these things. Now, don't get me wrong. If you have found a way to make things work in your relationship where one person does all the cooking or cleaning or working or whatever it is, if that works for you, that's great. But I heard once that you should do things around the house as if you lived alone. So if you live by yourself, you would have to do your own laundry. You would have to clean your own floors. You'd have to make your own meals. You'd have to scrub your own toilets. Any of that stuff can be for everyone in the household. Go ahead and pick up a sponge every once in a while and wipe the crumbs off the counter. My wife has an even easier rule in our household, which is, if you see a mess, pick it up. The next thing you should do is put your spouse first. Yes, even before the kids. I know that if something drastic happens, someone falls down outside, then you don't have time to talk about work today with your spouse. You got to run out and tend to that. But you don't need every single little thing that's going on in your child's world to come before your relationship. As a matter of fact, you owe it to your kids to show them what a healthy relationship looks like. They are going to base their relationships in life off of you. So if you are always putting every single thing ahead of your relationship, what do you think your kids are going to do? They're going to do the same thing. You have to prioritize your relationship so that they can see that that's what they should be doing as they get older and have relationships of their own. Or how about we can try just doing what we did in the beginning to win them over in the first place? I'll bet that you used to think about them all the time and come up with all these awesome, crazy ways to woo them and win them over. I bet you used to get them flowers. You'd bring them coffee while they were at work. You'd leave them text messages and voicemails. And maybe you'd even take one of those drawn markers, erasable markers, and you would go to their work in the middle of the night to write a love message on their car. And then maybe her workers would come out and confront you because they thought you were vandalizing her car and you had to try to explain it all away. Or maybe you're a normal person and you haven't done all of this. Maybe it's just me. But I'll bet that you haven't been doing these things recently. And if you have, I'll bet it's a lot less. A lot less. So maybe we can try to pick up the frequency and we can try to woo your spouse and win them back over out of this roommate scenario. Basically, date your spouse. Continue to date your spouse forever. Now this last thing I have for you if you feel like you are in this roommate scenario is a pretty easy one because you've done it before. Learn about your spouse. See, my guess is that you two have probably been together for a long time. See, I've been with my wife for longer than I haven't been with her. We started dating when I was 15. I'm 35 now. I've spent 20 years of my life with this woman. Only 15, not with her. But guess what? 20 years ago, when we started dating, we were two very different people. 
but I took great pride and interest in learning about her when we first started dating. And you can do that again now. You can start from scratch. You can learn all about this person. I'll bet a lot has changed since you started dating. And how do you learn about people? Generative questions. A generative question is not, hey honey, how was work today? A generative question is going deeper. A generative question would sound more like, if you didn't have to worry about the money or providing anything for the family, what would you do for work? You ask that question, and I promise you are about to get a very deep look into the current psyche of your spouse. You are about to learn some things that you probably never knew about them. Or if you did know about them in the past, it has since changed. So there you have it. The three basic relationship needs for men and women, and a couple of tricks for what to do if you find yourself in a roommate scenario with your spouse. Now, again, I know it's the summer, so for extra credit here this week, I'm just going to ask that you take your spouse on a date, doesn't have to be right away, plan it out, get something nice going on, and come up with two generative questions to ask your spouse on that date. And just sit back and take it all in. Learn as much as you can about your spouse from those questions. And as always, remember, improvement over perfection.